0: Hallelujah. Let's lift up our Prince of Peace, our God of Peace. And I pray that today, no matter how you came here, no matter what is going on in your life, and if there is anxiety or war raging, I want to speak the peace of Jesus into your hearts right now so you can receive from Him today. I pray that that all anxiety, all thoughts that are distracting you, are trying to distract you. you, have to bow to the name of Jesus and calm down so you can receive a word from him today that will turn your life around. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. amen. amazing. You can have a seat, welcome to the second service. So good to see you all. Okay, are you ready? I guess I am as well. Okay. Um, I don't know, I don't know if if, if you've noticed, uh, walking the streets of Berlin and ladies going to the shops, it's the year of the zebra. There are zebra patterns all over. On clothes, although I'm not sure if this is tiger or zebra, doesn't matter. It is on clothes, it is on shoes, it is on bags, you have zebra patterns all over and even here in church, like on, on the video you saw in the beginning or our unstoppable Uh, wristbands, or in our calendar. If you don't have um, a Ready for More calendar yet, just go out into the lobby, take one. All the important dates for the year are in here. So zebra, all over, all over zebra. And I mean, in two weeks we will have a baptism, 2nd of February. If you haven't been baptized yet, maybe you want to sign up for that because we are planning to make a zebra pattern on the pool as well. Of course not. No, I'm just kidding. But but hey there there there's one thing I want to proclaim over our church that is related to the zebra. You know, the zebra has stripes, right? That's that's what the zebra is famous for. And scientists for a very long time were not sure where the stripes are for. They thought they are for the zebra to like disappear in the desert so the lion cannot see the zebra. But that's not true. That's not true. It is, it is not that the, uh, the zebra becomes um, invisible for the lion, but the stripes are there for protection. You know, the lion is, is not the worst enemy of the zebra. There's, there's a little fly in Africa called, it's a hard word. Let me say it in German, CC Fliege. All right? It's a fly, and, and the sting of that fly is deadly for the zebra, and also for people when you are stung by it and you are not treated. And this is the worst enemy of the zebra. But scientists found out that due to the stripes of the zebra, the zebra somehow is invisible for that fly. The fly is confused, and it cannot land on the zebra and sting it. And believe it or not, there were some European scientists who thought it would be a good idea to try that out in Europe, and so they made zebra coats, and I'm not kidding you. They put it on horses. You can you can research that, you can Google that. They, they made zebra coats, put those coats on the horses, and guess what, European flies are confused as well. They cannot land on the horse as long as the horse is wearing the zebra coat. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's, that's hilarious. But It is by the stripes of the zebra that their worst enemy cannot sit on them, sting on them, and not even land on them. And this is what I want to proclaim over our church. I want to proclaim that no bad thing will be able to land on you in this year. No affliction, no disease, no bad thing shall touch you or our church in this year, not by the stripes of the zebra, but by the stripes of Jesus, amen? Amen. It's my great privilege to be here with you today. Um, We are in our starting strong series, and I cannot believe that the year only is three weeks old. I mean, two weeks ago, we had a a, a powerful start into this year with our anointing Sunday revival night. Last week, Pastor Andrew had an amazing message and encouraged us to get ready for more. Because we do believe that God has so much more for us this year, for you individually, but also for us as a church in the capital of Germany. And Ready For More is our, our vision this year, our, our this year's vision series will be about Ready For More and we want to proclaim together as a church more people, more impact and more change. More people means that we believe that God's grace and salvation will touch more and more people inside our church, but also outside our church. More impact means that we believe that God will enlarge our sphere of influence in the city so his kingdom can touch more and more spheres in Berlin. But the thing is, in order to see more people, in order to see more impact, we need more change. That's why more change is part of our vision as well. But the thing is that change doesn't come easy, right? I mean, tomorrow we start our third week of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I don't know what, what changes you made in, in your diet or your schedule. But I guess for some of us, it's already hard to keep on following through. I know it is for me. You know, one of the things I'm fasting is sugar first couple of days were terrible. But even now, it is hard to resist the temptation to go to the kitchen shelf and get a piece of chocolate. And when it is hard to hold on to little changes for a short period of time, on the long term, it's even more hard to change, right? I mean, so many people come up with New Year's resolutions They want to eat better, exercise more, lose weight, spend less money. I can see that in the gym. First three weeks in January, crazy. It was so full. It was so full I had to come early to get into the courses I regularly attend. But already last week the attendance was lower and I believe in April we'll be back to normal here. I mean, statistics say that Three to four weeks into the new year, 30% of the people who came up with New Year's resolutions already have stopped putting it into practice. By June, 50% will have stopped. And by the end of the year, 88% of the people won't hold on to the changes they want to make. And that's pretty discouraging, isn't it? I mean, you really want to change. You really want to do something new, but somehow on the way you lose your power to keep on working and sustaining the change. Well, we can approach that problem in two different ways. First, we can come up with changes that are easy to sustain. Things like eating unhealthy stuff, gaining some weight, exercise less, watch more Netflix, That's easy to sustain. Or or when it comes to to the spiritual life, read the Bible less, cut down your prayer time to five minutes a day, serve once a month, stop coming to community group. That's easy to sustain, right? But I am not recommending this, all right? I'm not recommending this. I rather would say, let's approach that problem the second way and, and admit that we cannot change out of our own power. We need help in our changing process, and the amazing news is that God wants to help us. He is on our side in our changing process, and He holds the power that can turn our life around. And I don't know what changes you've already made in your life, may it be spiritual or non-spiritual, but I know God has so much more for you. God has so much more for you. Do you know that? There's always a higher level of healing, a higher level of freedom, a higher level of unity. There's always a higher level of faith, of love, and of power, a higher level of the knowledge of God, and our effectiveness for Him. God is not done with you. He has so much more. And there is no limit of the change that He can bring into your life. But the question is, are you thirsty for change? Thirsty for change is the title of my message today, and I pray that in 2020, God will put a thirst for change into our hearts like never before, so He can really change us like never before, and we can see more people, more impact, more change. So anybody in here ready and thirsty for change? Amazing, so many of you. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to stay the same I am now, I want more of God. I want more change. I want to, yeah, I, I want to reach more people. I want God to use my life to, to be a vessel for Him to, to flow into this world. And so I'm with you when you say, ready, thirsty for change, I'm thirsty for change as well. And that's why I brought a passage for us today that, that will reveal to us how, how our thirst for change can be satisfied. Um, Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. Um, There we can read, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declare, Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And when he said living water... He was speaking of the Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not, ha- had, had not yet been given, because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. Three verses. But believe me, those verses have the power to turn your life around. And the good thing is, in contrast to the story and the time um, this took place, the Holy Spirit has been given. And we do have free access to receive him. But first, let's, let's, let's check out what, what the passage is saying. Well, first of all, the festival the passage is talking about is the festival of tabernacles. During that festival, Jews live in tents for seven days to remember their time in the wilderness, the, first, the, the, the 40 years in the wilderness while they are living in tents back then. And the main focus of the festival was on God's provision during those 40 years. He gave manna every day so they had something to eat and he also provided water from a rock so they would have enough to drink. And it is at the climax of that festival that Jesus stands up and shouts, anyone who's thirsty, come to me. I can give you water. Like with this, he is he's claiming that he is the true rock of Israel. But he also makes sure that the water he has to give is not just physical water, H2O. He has the living water of the Holy Spirit. And that's important, friends, because it is the power of the Holy Spirit that changes us. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. It is the Holy Spirit who has the power to change us. And our passage says the only thing we need to do is to come to Jesus to receive the Holy Spirit because he is the only one who who can give us the power that bring deep, sustainable, and continual change into our lives. Let me tell you, being filled with the Holy Spirit is not a one-time event. It's not you become a Christian, you are filled, that's it. No, that's not right even the disciples got filled more than once. They received the Holy Spirit for the first time when Jesus breathed on them while he still was on earth. Then on Pentecost, they got filled with the Holy Spirit again. And even after Pentecost, during prayer meetings, the Holy Spirit came and filled them again. So being filled with the changing power of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time event. And when you are thirsty for change, the only thing you have to do is to come. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to the one who can give you that power that changes you. And the best way to come to Jesus is to come to church. There's an amazing passage in Ephesians chapter five. It starts in verse 21, and it goes all the way down to 32. And in that passage, Paul describes that the one-flesh unity, the one-flesh relationship between a husband and the wife is a symbol for the unity of Jesus and the church. Paul even says that the church and Jesus are one. So when you come here to church, Jesus is right here. He is right here among us. Sometimes His presence is, is almost tangible. And in this, kind of presence, in, in this kind of atmosphere, you can receive from Him. You can receive more of the Holy Spirit during our prayer time, during our worship, during the time of, of the message, our time in the Word. And as a result, change can be triggered. Change can be initiated. And sometimes it happens that the power of God reaches down and changes you within a second. All of this is possible in church. Because Jesus is right here. Jesus and the church are one, and he is the one who gives us the power that changes us. I mean, I cannot count the occasions when, when I encountered Jesus here in church, and when he revealed t- things to me that brought change into my life. Most of the messages I share with you are inspired here in church. Most of the of the things that, that brought lasting change Most of my healing, of of my, my freedom and my empowerment for ministry were initiated here in church. So come to church. Come to Jesus and tell him that you are thirsty for change. And watch how he will answer that prayer. But friends, if we want to see the change that is needed to turn our city around, it is not enough to step into the presence of Jesus on Sunday for an hour. More people, more impact, more change starts at home. It starts by setting apart every, time, every day to come to Jesus. We can do that by reading the Bible at home, by praying to him at home, by turning on our favorite worship song and worship him at home. And I believe this is the biggest change we should thirst for. And the good thing is, even in this, Jesus wants to help us. He has the power to draw us close. I mean, Philippians 2.13 says, God is working in you, and he is giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You know, coming to Jesus every day pleases God. Receiving more of the Holy Spirit pleases God being changed so more people can be reached and a greater impact can be made on the city pleases God. So when you ask God to help you coming to Him every day, He will not just make you want to come, He also will give you the power to come until coming to Jesus every day has become a habit. And a habit is formed in about two and a half months. I experienced that with going to the gym. I said that in the beginning, right? That I go regularly to the gym. But I didn't go, go because I want to or because it is fun for me. I went because I had back pain, okay? And when I started to go, it wasn't easy at all. That change was hard to make. No, but last year, June, I, I started. I, I went to the gym twice a week for a 50 minutes course each. Did I say it was hard? It was hard, okay? Just let me make that sure. it was hard. Because 10 minutes into the course, I was ready to give up. But I had somehow pushed myself through the 50 minutes and the next day I had sore muscles like never before in my life. I had pain everywhere. Like every move I made hurt. I had pain in places I didn't even know that there are muscles. And then when when the saw muscles were better, it was time for the second course I picked. So guys, it was hard. I didn't want to go. But after like three months, I experienced that that I wanted to go. That I didn't want to miss out. And by now, I even look forward to going. It still is hard. I still want to give up after 10 minutes. I still have sore muscles from time to time. But despite of this, a habit has been formed and it's easy for me to go now. And what works for the gym? also works when it comes to spiritual things. So ask Jesus to give you the desire to come to Him every day. Ask Him to give you a thirst for His word, a thirst for worship, a thirst for prayer. Ask Him to help you to keep on coming until it is a habit for you and it is easy for you to come to Him. Amen? Hallelujah, yes. And the good thing is when you do that, you will not only change more and more, but you also come to church and you are filled already. You're not empty, you are filled. You not only make it from Sunday to Sunday, from week to week, no, you come filled to church and this is how you can serve one another this is how we can encourage one another this is how the streams of living water flow out of our life in the lives of others and the promise of jesus will be fulfilled and i know that sometimes we go through times that are not easy i know that sometimes it is hard to get up and to keep on going and it is hard to come to jesus but still i want to encourage you to come to him and additionally, when you are in a, in a time like this, don't deny it, but go to people and talk with them so they can pour into you and help you to get filled until you are full again. No matter what is going on in your life, I, I want to encourage you, ask God for more. Tell Him that you are thirsty for change. Ask Him to give you the desire to come to Him daily. Because when we do that, imagine, the atmosphere we can create as a church. Imagine the measure of faith, the measure of hope, the measure of expectation. In an atmosphere like this, anything is possible. Miracles, healings, signs, wonders, a revival that is touching the city of Berlin and brings more people and, and has more impact for the city. Anything is possible. And another thing, comes true in the book of revelations the apostle john describes what he saw in a powerful encounter with our lord jesus and at the end of the book there is a verse that talks about thirst and water the same way as we just read in the gospel of john but in this passage it is no longer jesus who calls the people to come to him to satisfy their thirst it is the spirit and the bride Revelations 22:17 17 says the Spirit and the Bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this, come. Let anyone who's thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. This is their assignment from Jesus. And the Bride this passage talks about is the church. We are to call together with the Spirit, come. But only a bride that is filled has the power to call come. Only a bride that is filled has the ability to draw people to Jesus. Only a bride that is filled will have more impact. An impact worthy of her calling. And friends, I believe we are a bride like that because we see salvation every Sunday. We see how God already gave us a greater impact in this city, but we want more. I want more. I know you want more. And I believe God wants to help us to draw hundreds of thousands of people Him. I believe God wants to use us to show His love in words and actions to more and more people and like never before this year. I believe God wants to do a mighty work within our church, within your life, so this city can be reached by the power of the Holy Spirit when we continue to be thirsty for change.